0: Welcome to Roadmap, how to take three listings a week until you're ready for more. And it's another Tesla show. This week, we're driving down to Nashville, Tennessee, specifically the suburb, Hendersonville, where we'll find Mr. Bernie Gallerani. Bernie is setting the world on fire. His goal this year is 450 transactions, and the month of August alone, he has 63 transactions closings. That's 750 thousand dollars folks. Three quarters of a million dollars. So we have an exciting show. We're here in Nashville, and I'm gonna go see if Mr. Bernie Gallerani's here and we're gonna talk to him today about how to be great in real estate.
1: what's going on man right. thanks for coming over i'm Glad excited to, to share what's going on i'm around excited here. about it so you're going uh what's the goal this year um we're on track right now to close uh 450 deals 450 yep holy so great. we've got uh 278 closed and pending right now um we've got uh, 71 pendings of that which 62 of those will close in the month of august so we're it's wrapping up. Money. Well, yeah, it's good month. Yeah. Um, I think we had um, $785,000 pending for the month of August, uh-huh. which is a good
0: month. That's a good month. <laughs> I remember one time coming down. Uh, we went to dinner, and you'd gone on at that point, you'd gone on two appointments. We got a quick bite to eat, and you had two more appointments. You were doing four that day, and we were meeting for a meal. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of ages can't conceive of that idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, so it's we, very efficient.
0: What, half an hour in and
1: out? Yeah, it depends um, based on the questions, right? So yeah. 45 minutes, contract sign. I always tell them, right, because we've been trained that way, is uh, I'm going to be there 20, 25 minutes based on any questions that you have. So yeah. um, your questions might be 10 minutes, <laughs> as 10 minutes. You know what I do now is I actually put a 30-minute alarm on my phone. Uh-huh. So when I start, when I get out of my car, it's a 30-minute alarm. And Uh a lot of times, the tour of the home takes longer than I expect. Uh So that alarm's always going off while I'm in the listing presentation. (laughs) But when it goes off, I know I've already been there 30 minutes, and I told them 20 to 25 minutes. So um, I then start really working and speeding up that process because it's easy to get... Tapped into conversation, so I put a thirty-minute alarm on my phone every time, and it goes off every time I'm there. Because by the time I do the home tour, it is either five minutes or it's fifteen, depending on the property. Um, so it goes off. I just click it off, and I know that my time's up, and I've got to go for the close. Nice, how it works. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And, and there's a uh,
0: people that do that always say that uh, heard, uh, that the shorter the listing presentation, the more powerful it is, and the more. Uh, the better you have of uh, getting the listing.
1: Yeah, well, let's reverse that. Okay. The longer the listing presentation means that you're talking more. Mm -hmm. And the more you talk, the more objections you create for the Uh, seller. So by shortening the presentation or sticking mm -hmm. to the script, it allows you to say what is needed, not what you think you want to say. And ultimately gives you a higher percentage of closing the deal because you're not talking too much. Every time we say something that is not in the script, we're creating the seller to think of what we're saying, Mm -hmm. and then the seller says, oh, well, that's a great point. I wanted to ask you a question about this, so it creates more objections, (laughs) and you're like, I wish I hadn't said that. (laughs) God, why can't I just shut up? (laughs) (laughs) Stick to the darn script, Bernie. (laughs) That's great.
0: That's great. Now... um, when we, when I I came in here Thursday morning. Yeah. Briefly walked yeah. in and you had your team all here. Yeah. In a circle, all doing gratitude around the room briefly. And yeah. you were standing over here in a black pants, a dress shirt, and a tie.
1: Yeah, every day, other than shooting this today because we're on the weekends here. So yeah. um, every single day, I dress in a suit. Um, Monday through Friday, always in a suit. Um, right. The message, Why? Well, here's the message, right? Why? First of all, I have no idea who's going to call me and say, "Come list my property."
0: A lot of people watching this right now. Yeah, they go in a golf shirt. Yeah. They wear something kind of like just what would you call, business casual?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, here, here's the thing, Ren. It's, that's okay if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had a uh, a good friend of mine who's in the construction business. Mm-hmm. And he said something, this is about four or five years ago. He goes, you know, I noticed you always wear a suit to work. And I said, yeah. And he says, if you came to list my house, I wouldn't expect for you to be in a suit. I would would still list with you. And I said, you know, you would because you're in the construction business and that's acceptable to you. Mm -hmm. But in the world that I live in, if a doctor calls me, a lawyer calls me, a business professional calls me, I don't want to be judged based on the outfit that I'm wearing. So our standards are higher in, Mm -hmm. But... You know, we're shooting to sell 1,000, 2,000 homes a year, so we wanna be different in the business. Good. Our industry wants to, we wanna make a difference in our business. It's pretty
0: exciting, pretty exciting. And this, is, this room is exciting. And I don't know if you, uh, the, you have dream boards? Yeah. Just do it, then do it again. Like everything they want, places they wanna go, things
1: they wanna do, things they wanna have. Yeah. Signs, scripts on the wall. Yeah, you know, it's uh, something, you know, I learned from Mike is, you know, you have to envision everything that you want and so we instill in all these agents listen I don't I have why do you come to work every day why is your family taking a sacrifice for the effort you put in here right mm-hmm. and I want you to not only build your dream board but I want you, your family to help you build your dream board mm-hmm. so Amy over here uh, that has the fox den on her uh, cubicle uh-huh. I, I'd walk by with her regularly probably at least once or twice a week and I'll say you know it's interesting I'm, sh- I'm not sure why you come to work every day and she'll go what do you mean I'm like well you have no goals or dreams she goes, no, I do. I said, well, let me see them. So she finally uh, put them so there. They are up, there. They are. So she finally put right. some things up there, and and of course, you know, some of the agents get pretty creative on there. And but uh, seventy-four
0: MGB Roadster. That sounds
1: good. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's interesting, and then you can see some of these other boards um, that are over here that uh, people have up in front of their prospecting centers, and um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch them reach their goals and. Um, you know, I just love watching people grow. Yeah, so our, minimum, our agent's minimum standards here, in what first year on our team, they have to sell 24 homes to stay on the, on the team. Okay. Second year is 36. Okay. We don't push a mandatory number after 36, um, but we do tell them that if they want to keep their job after 12 months, there has to be 24 closed transactions. So everybody here is very motivated to keep their job mm-hmm. because we provide such great service and coaching for them. Plus they make a lot of money, some of them are probably above 36. Um, I have two agents in here that will both sell 75 to 85 houses this year. 75 to 85. Uh Each one of those will do that. Um, I've got several in here that will sell 40 plus. Mm -hmm. That is exciting. Um, My newer agents in here are all going to do 35 to 40 deals. My Mm -hmm. one-year agents, again, they have to sell 24. So if they land on Mm -hmm. 19 or 22, Um, we will coach them to 24, we'll we'll have a sit down and talk with them. Um, Every month we have a bottom three, so our goal is to identify that you're on the bottom three, and we discuss that with them, and we also tell them our goal is to get you off the bottom three. Mm -hmm. Um, We're typically going to give them about 60 days to get off the bottom three. If they don't make progress in that, then we just let them go. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Because I I only want to hang out and be inspired by people that inspire me, right? Yeah. So I want to come to work every day with every one of these people and say, I, I'm not here just to inspire you, I'm actually, you're here to inspire me. I want to look at you and say, man, you're working really hard, you're, you're making an effort every day to better your life. That's the kind of person I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And if I find a bunch of those people, then my office is better. And if there's only one or two of us in here, then I'm, I feel good about it. So um, our goal is just to better people and find people that want to better themselves. That's exciting. What a great environment. Yeah, good. I can work here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so this 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 space right here will hold sixteen. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna b- build it to sixteen. I think we need three more agents in here. And the other thing I want to just point out too is, you know, we have, we own another office. Yes. So we we'll just you talk know, about that. So saw I have, them on the board. On the, when on I the came TV. in on the TV on the monitor. So we have cameras on both sides yeah. of it, and um, and so we do our gratitude in the morning, and they do their gratitude with us in that circle, and um, and our goal is to build. This system in two different locations. So I own this office, and I own the one in Brentwood, um, and then we just work together and coach together, and and uh, all the agents in here have professional coaching through our system. So um, it's about rising them all to the top. Yeah, and you have some accountability. You also uh, have a monitor of uh, John Ames. Yeah. So what? That's St. Great. George, Utah. Yeah. So we have actually several agents on there and we just connect them all through Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so we invite them in and then every day these agents from around the country will come in and uh, we've had probably six or eight different MFO agent teams on there. And they all just pop on and we can see each other and hold each other accountable. So it's a lot of fun. We, Our goal is to make the best environment for everybody that we're connected to and the people that we're connected to is to make our environment the best that they can make it. So. Um, we want, to, we want to, through the Mike Ferry system, we want to help agents identify that the way the system used to be is not as effective as the way it could be, mm-hmm. and we feel that we have the right things to help agents financially become more independent, and we want to infuse that into their DNA through our system. So it just seems to, uh, everybody that we have that's invited on that TV has the same philosophy, as keep empowering people uh, to be better agents. Go bigger, go home, That's it <laughs> well let's go out
0: and uh do the Tesla Roadshow. Awesome. Let me grab my um, my cup here. But you have some nice cars too. You have some did, did you buy like two... you
1: have to sit here and cool down a minute.
0: So, your first year—it's been a while now—forty-nine sales. Your very first year. You moved to Nashville. You knew one person here, and they didn't need to buy or sell.
1: It's interesting to start a business, yeah. right? When you don't—you uh, um, don't know anybody. But and
0: and yet you were able to do forty-nine sales
1: in one year in a new city. Yeah. Can anybody do that? Well, yeah, anybody can do it because think about this. If I didn't know anybody, that was a concern I had, right? Because I didn't have any friends other than this one guy. Yeah. And so what I did was I signed up for coaching right away. Oh, okay. So I signed up for coaching, and uh, and what I learned through coaching, which is something I think that is pretty easy to say today, that it really just came down to finding the things being told, hey, listen. If you want to go out and find clients to buy and sell real estate, call expireds, call FSBOs, call cancels or withdrawns, knock on doors, um, call in and around listings and sales. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I didn't know that that's not what real estate agents did because I wasn't a real estate agent until th- at this time when I moved here. So I got to be honest with you, to sell 50 homes. I didn't know that was good or bad because I didn't know what was expected as a real estate agent. My coach said, "Go out and knock on doors, call expires, call FISBOS, <laughs> call withdrawns and cancels, and you'll have a great you know have a great business." And I just did all of that, and it wasn't until I went to a retreat about seven months later, where Mike Ferry had me on stage doing a, um, a rookie panel, uh-huh. and uh, it was like, "Wow, I can't believe you know you sold you know over thirty houses in seven months or six months." And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's good, right? And I mean, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know any different. So,
0: I, I'm so all, you're just looking for listings. I mean, and you didn't get in that first year, you didn't get bogged down with buyers. A lot of people, they get a couple listings, and they start working on the listings, end up taking somebody out showing property. Pretty soon, they stop looking for business. How do, how do they avoid that trap? That's a big trap, because you get a bunch of listings. All of a sudden, you have a long list of people that want to be taken around to look. How do you do? Yeah.
1: How do you, do? How do you yeah. make that
0: happen? Because if they could do 49 sales, they'd make three, four, five hundred thousand dollars 500000
1: You know, about two months into the business, um, I worked with my first buyer. I ended up with getting a referral, believe it or not, on a buyer. And I worked the buyer and I was talking to my coach about it. He goes, listen, I'm not going to encourage you to work with buyers. They take way too much time. As you can see, you can list properties and spend a lot less time and make more money. I would say in 13 and a half years, I probably haven't worked. i probably worked less than 15 buyers total in that time. And I haven't worked a buyer in the last, I've worked maybe one or two buyers uh, now um, in the last probably years. Where they come up and I go, I want to buy this house. Can you write it up? Okay. Yeah. Kind of like- well, and even then, it goes to my assistant. She does all it for me. So I don't really do anything there. Um, but how did you
0: avoid it in that first year? Because we got people watching right now. They want to know, like, as soon as I get a few listings, all of a sudden i got all these buyers, and I even have my listings.
1: They want me to take me around. Who should they let handle the buyers for? Well, one of the things that I did about three or four months into being a real estate agent, my real estate coach convinced me to get a buyer's agent. Okay. So it wasn't going to cost me anything to have a buyer's agent. I just right. paid him a percentage of the deal. Gotcha. And then, so what I said was like, I gave him a 50% split. And I said, okay, you... I'll give you my buyers, you cultivate them, and them, work them, get them in your car, write contracts, negotiate the deal. And I'll give you 50% of the commission. So it just allowed me to work more on listings. And I realized that the more listings that I was able to take, more sellable listings that I was able to take, the more buyer calls I would get. And if I focused on that, then my buyer's agent that I just hired would have a lot of business. And so um, that's kind of how I played it for many, many years was just out focusing on putting signs in yards and getting sellable listings, and then I kept my buyer's agent busy, and he worked with me for about six years, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's how I ran it. So I really um, wasn't an open house guy. I, I didn't do any hard videos. So stayed on the, the listing list Stayed line. on the listing But signs, here's
0: the signs. here's the lure that happens. Okay, you list a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house. Okay, your guy is going to now need to take them around and show them seven hundred thousand dollars houses. It's a $21,000 gross commission check. Yeah. And a lot of agents go, I'm not referring to that. I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm going to work that because it's, it's a big check. So I only be I'll only me
1: what, what say you? Yeah, by the way, that's a conversation a lot of agents have had. And talking with me regarding the business that I have. So, let's just say it's a $21,000 commission. And I have yeah. a $21,000 commission. I give it to the buyer's agent. I'm going to make ten five. He's going to make ten five, right? right? Yeah. So, we're going to split that. Bit, right? Okay. So, $10,500. If I'm out listing three to five properties a week, I'm going to make $30,000 or $20,000 that week listing and selling property. Okay. I'm Plus, I'm going to make ten five. Right, correct. If I'm spending a week working with a buyer to earn twenty one thousand, I'm giving up thirty thousand, twenty thousand dollars in income. So I calculated that if I just listed and sold property, I was going to have more buyers to send to this guy, which means I was going to have more checks coming to me. So I calculated this way: if I was going to make twenty thousand dollars a week listing and selling properties, and ten thousand dollars a week giving him a buyer. I'm making thirty grand a week. If I don't prospect to take listings then I can make a twenty one thousand five hundred so I'm giving up ten grand. So I was losing ten thousand bucks a week by working with that twenty-one thousand dollar commission. So I gave half of it away and spent my time on listings. And what it allowed me to do was the more listings I took, the more buyers came in. So it just kept accumulating itself and accumulating itself. Where you know today, you know we're cashing in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in commission checks because we have this system. So I mainly after 13 and a half years I still just list and sell property I refer all the leads to the buyers' agents that we have on our, in our company and uh, I know the money's in listing and selling property that's it right so somebody
0: watching right now they've they've, they've sold they've, they've done four transactions so far this by year. by the way I love this car <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want to go too fast because I don't want to get a ticket uh, by the filming this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so they're doing a deal a month. Maybe they are up to two deals a month, and they want to they want to get there, so they could start right now. But they have to let the buyer find the buyer agent that they know and respect that's going to handle a good, you know, handle it well, uh-huh. work out a deal, and then just then they have to have that discipline. Yeah, they had, so if they're making the calls, yeah your folks they're on you know they're dialing
1: away on some system yeah so so all of our all of our uh, agents everybody in our company uses Vulcan 7 your company everybody in our company uses Vulcan 7 your company gotcha and uh, we they all mandatory and I say mandatory mean if you're gonna work on our team um, if you're gonna be a part of our group you're gonna spend time on Vulcan 7 and you're gonna make X amount of calls and through our coaching service they sign an agreement with us through our coaching relationship that says they're going to make X amount of calls, they're going to spend X amount of hours on the Vulcan Seven product, um, and they're going to call around neighborhoods and expires and FISBOS and all those kinds of things through through that system. So every agent in our company spends two to three hours every day as a minimum calling around neighborhoods
0: because of the high level of accountability. If you're a solo agent watching this right now, how do you create that accountability? What would you What would you do? Now you. You know, you're, you're you were probably quite a self-starter. How do you create that level of accountability so you do it? So that person watching right now, that's at seven transactions for the year right now,
1: go, starts doing
0: four a month.
1: So, so I'll answer it a different way because the accountability I give my team um, is different than the accountability I put upon myself. Gotcha. Okay, so I think that if people are watching this, we have to understand that they're not going to have a me or a Mike Ferry or you looking over their shoulder saying, you know, you do this, you'll be successful, right? Right. Uh, human nature is they're going to go back to the old habits that they had. Um, it's always a challenge, right? To change a habit. Yeah. Right? I have this great quote and I, and I think I coined it. So if you want to steal it, go ahead but I'll uh, make sure you give you the credit for it. Is that um, success, your success is not convenient. You're not going to... You know, what you what you work towards is not going to be convenient. It's going to be inconvenient. I like that. Right? Your success is, is not Your, your success is it's not going to con- be It's not going to be convenient. You're, yeah. You, you, you and I, right, in our ages have a, a behavioral pattern that we've had for X amount of years. If somebody's listening to this and they're 25, or if they're 35, or if they're 55, it doesn't matter. But we have all of these years of a behavioral issue and now all of a sudden we're saying change this behavioral issue come in here and spend time on the phone learn scripts learn dialogues stay focused so to answer your question how do we get them from selling three or four houses or five houses to six or seven houses i always believed that i was a glorified telemarketer and i said that to my team i'm i'm a highly paid telemarketer (laughs) and I count how much money I make for every person I talk with and how much money I make per hour while I'm on those phones. And I'm just a telemarketer. I'm the the pesty person that calls you at late <laughs> night and has a really bad script. You're like, oh, that person wasn't very good. I'm that person only I'm selling houses making 15, 18, $20,000 commission checks. So I would say this to the listeners is You have to be able to identify that your money is made on the phone. It's your friend, right? You have to be able to create an environment where you're locking yourself in a room and prospecting and lead generating for three, four, five hours a day. I tell my team, when you're first starting out in real estate, you don't have the right to take a day off. That doesn't exist when you're trying to get a business off the ground. If you and I own any business, we were cutting grass, uh, we were working a restaurant uh, we were plumbers or, or contractors our job is to get that business off the ground it's yeah it, um, you know it, it's in its infant stage it's a child we have to protect it and watch it grow and and, and 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 see the fruits of its labor through the effort we put into it and the challenge with real estate agents today is they come in and go, well I don't want to work that hard well you're starting a business so you have to be able to go into that, in mindset or that environment, and have the right mindset that I'm going to put three, four, five hours every day on the phone. I'm going to do it six, seven days a week until this thing's feeding me back an income that I'm fairly satisfied with. And then you want to take a day off. You take a day off. So well, what's
0: twisted is a lot of them work six, seven days a week, lugging buyers around and making thirty-eight thousand a year.
1: Well, that's because they're working with buyers. I know, and they're it, just, they're working even harder
0: than they would if they made calls
1: in some way. Well, for the, here's, here's why, Here, here's why, and I think, I think, I'll answer it this way. Listing property and handling objections and working on that side of the business, I believe, is much more difficult than working with buyers. In time, working with buyers steals your time. Take the time not working with buyers and learn the skills so you can have better free time. Mm-hmm. So the reason you see me dressed like this today after talking earlier about, yeah. about uh, you know being in a suit every day. Um, and you and I have been friends a long time and we're doing this on a weekend. Yeah. And on the weekends I don't work anymore. Yeah, it's Sunday. Right, it's Sunday today, right? So I don't work the weekends anymore and the reason why, and I haven't really worked weekends for a lot of years, is because I, I have a controllable schedule Monday through Friday. And if I'm going out listing and selling 100 properties a year, if I choose to someone says, hey, I want to be with you on the weekend, and I don't really feel like working, I can say no. And I do that quite often, actually, um, where if I can't move it around during the week. So I would just say that the agents that are working those buyers, they're working the buyers because they're lost and they're not prepared on the scripts and the dialogues to learn. Listing and selling property takes practice. Yeah, right. it does. It takes a lot of practice. And so I have agents that work with me on my team now that wanna list properties, and they also work with buyers. And I say, you can't be successful with both of those. So if you're gonna be successful with listing property, you're gonna give up buyers. So we, we wean them down off the buyer's business so they can spend more time in the listing business. And it takes about a year to be fairly decent at listing properties,
0: oh, no, it's, it's so competitive. I think the buyer side is uh, competition's not as fierce. But when you're competing, you know you go on ten listing appointments. You can't
1: you can't go and get one out, uh, two out of ten. You know, well, I mean, you're not you going to be as successful right. at it, right? Because you right. don't you don't do it enough. Right. So it's uh, but if you practice on it, you get better. Here's the great yeah. news about, and you know, I tell this to people in my group. You know, you're getting paid every day. Or every week or every month on working on your education, right? This is our college education. I didn't graduate from college. I went to one semester of a junior college when I was 18 years old, and um, and I took the real estate opportunity as saying, "I'm going to learn and practice these scripts, so I can get a PhD in how to sell real estate." And you know, my business now will make you know well over three million dollars in 2018. And I contribute that success to the scripts and the skills and the practice and getting on the phones. But success isn't convenient. It's not going to show up when I want it to show up. It's not going to show up because I say I want it. It's only going to show up because I'm putting in the time and I have the right mindset towards it. So I know it's frustrating for those that are listening. I'll just say it this way. Take a step back, learn the scripts and skills, eliminate the time with buyers unless they want to buy. I think a good question for somebody that wants to make a transition is this. If somebody wants to buy a house right now, I want to buy in the next seven to 14 days. Work with them. That's it. Cut everybody else out. Refer it to somebody else. If somebody says, "Hey, I want," to, I'm I'm flying into town from Wisconsin, and I'm only going to be there one week. And I have those clients that come in. And they'll go, "I'm flying in. I want to look at these three houses. I'm going to buy something." Work with those people. Yeah. Right. If they're not that, cut them out. and Spend that extra time working on listing uh, listing property. Perfect. I remember this gal. She had a single mom, four kids.
0: She was a great listing agent for only one reason. She couldn't. a great listing agent. If
1: you absolutely can't work with buyers, you win. Yeah, I would say make a decision you'll never work with them again. That's a a great point. If you make a decision you're never going to work with a buyer again, what are you forced to do? Yeah, it forces you into do listings. And, And you have all the time in the world to do it. I mean,
0: you can go on two, three, four appointments in a day. Well, you, you go on
1: four, but uh, you know, well, typically you could go on two or three pretty easily. I have a great agent that works on my team, and she's in her early 20s, and she's just such a dynamic person and salesperson, and she'd come to me over the last year and a half and said she wanted to be a listing agent, and she couldn't give up the buyers. She couldn't do it. Like she, It was how she was making her money. She's making 100 grand a year at 21, 22 years old, right? Yeah. It's, and so now, so she comes to me about four months ago and she goes, man, I really got to get serious about this. I said, okay, well, what are you thinking? She goes, I just want to get better at being a listing agent. I said, then you have to give up the opportunity to work with buyers. So we made the decision, or she made the decision to do that. So we cut her entire buyer lead flow off. And she panicked a little bit, right? No doubt. She panicked a little bit and and I, I, I kept trying to keep steady ship and i'd say to her listen you just have to stay focused on practicing and she's going on three to five listing appointments a week now where she was going on two a month because she's being forced and she's taking properties and she's actually making as much now and she doesn't work the weekends and yeah and it's a great success story for her and she's just made the decision a few months ago and now checks are starting to pour in and things are really working for her in her favor so i would just say to anybody give it time make the decision uh, divorce yourself from buyers and make the decision to uh, just work the uh, listing side of the business, and it'll all work out for you. You're gonna have
0: some people watching this saying, I think I'm gonna move to Nashville and work on Bernie's team. Uh,
1: hey, <laughs> I would say this if they're motivated and they're excited and they're full of energy, we'll come we'll on. on. <laughs> there we
0: go. Yeah, if you can, pop, you can
1: hop over the hurdles, you gotta have it all together. Gotta have it, you gotta have it all together. <laughs>
0: Great, good deal. Hendersonville.
1: This is the church I go to right here. That's yeah. where I was this morning. One. When... Yeah. So this is Hendersonville, church, okay. and uh, we're actually kind of on the uh, north side of Hendersonville, and I just kind of just made a loop around here. Gotcha. So anybody can do it. Yeah. Anybody, if they're anybody. focused,
0: if they'll, if they'll, if they'll give up the buyers, if they will commit to three or four hours of talking to people. Closing, learning the math, the scripts, the skills, what to say, yeah. how to say it, and get involved in something that continually works on that, whether it's coaching or whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Listen, I mean, accountability is a powerful tool, right? Yeah. And you want to find someone to hold you accountable. Um, I have one of my agents that's in an accountability group right now, and she was shots with me about it a lot. And I said, well, tell me about it. She goes, well, it's just kind of like, you know, text your numbers. And I said, well, how do they know whether you're doing your numbers if you text them your numbers are they really paying attention She like no no one ever questions anymore." Yeah. i said what well, good is the accountability right i've never been into that kind of accountability group that says hey text me what you're doing does it really matter if i text you if you're not going to hold me accountable what good is it right accountability is accountability motivation what well, i love the one that says uh, motivation is like uh, bathing you gotta still do it every day or you're starting to stink. <laughs> and that's, you gotta have the motivation every day. Like, what yeah. books are you reading? What people yeah. are you associating yourself with? And what, um, you know. What books are you reading, Bernie? Well, right now I'm reading actually wealth books. So I'm reading books right now that have to do with how to invest my money and how much money I need for my retirement. You know, it's interesting in reading these books, it talks about, you know, saving X amount, saving X amount, accumulation effect of that. Yeah. But it wasn't too long ago where I was earning, you know, 200,000 or 300,000 a year. And you know, this year we'll, we'll just hit sly, of just less than $4 million. And so you look at this going, man, you think about, well, some people want to retire at 55, some people want to retire at 60. I look at this and go, every year I'm making more money. So yeah. retirement seems to get further and further away as the more money you make, right? I have a feeling it might not be
0: on your list. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, so it, it's, it's fun. But I'm reading these money books and um, Uh, Looking at, um, you know, where my money and my portfolio is going to go. Am I going to buy commercial properties, which I own some, and rental properties, which I have some also. But um, so I'm really into the money stuff right now. Um, Early on in my career, I I was selling real estate. I read a lot of different motivational books, and and those were awesome. Kind of like, you know, Mike Ferry helped me to understand, too, that you really want to kind of diversify yourself in different kinds of reading to entertain yourself and so uh, I'm looking at doing stuff like that now too.
0: People watching. They're you know at that pivot point of getting up to speed. What
1: would you what book would you hand them if you had it in your hand? I mean I, I, I hear there's two really good books come to mind when you say that. First is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. Which I'm sure you've read oh, a yeah. lot of times. You can't really, go wrong there. Yeah. And You um, squared. Oh, yeah. You remember. squared, it's a 40-page it's a book. I know. And it's, uh, by, by the way, this was all just farmland. I remember, three years ago, coming by and this guy was out plowing like this cornfield, not corn, but whatever, he was, he was growing over here and now there's a whole house.
0: In in this city the fastest growing city in the U.S. Is, now? Yeah. hundred a day or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's exactly 100 right. hundred a day.
1: day. So, um, it talks about quantum leaps. And I love, I love in there, when they talk about quantum leaps, that you know, you say, well if you build your business at ten or twenty percent a year. And I was always into the idea that you needed to build your business ten to twenty percent a year until I read this book. And there's no rule that says you can only build your business ten to twenty percent a year. So when I started wrapping my mind around the fact that I don't have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the plan for the for the process. You just have to have a plan for the what the end result looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? So Fight show up faster. Well, well, because you start putting lim- yeah. you start putting limitations on yourself yeah. when you start thinking, well, I can only grow to this is a ten to twenty yeah. percent growth process, right? Yeah. I remember three years ago, I think it was three years ago, I sold 184 houses. The next year, which was th- the year after that, I closed 297. So that's a l- big jump. That's a huge jump, right? It really is. So when you look at that and go, okay, well, that certainly broke. The 20% rule right mm-hmm. so you look at that and go okay well why can't I go from 400 to 800 or 800 to 1200 right mm-hmm. so this year we'll close it's in, happening in, in the mid of the, the mid 400s so um, you know looking at what we'll do we're our group is set up today with the agents we have but we're gonna close somewhere in the mid 700s next year so I would just say as far as books go read a lot and don't limit yourself. Because if I wanted to do 1,000 or 1,200 next year, it's certainly possible. So it's all mindset. It's just having a clear vision
0: of where you, where you want to go and and know that you can be there and you're going to be comfortable when you're there because you want it and you see it.
1: Yeah, I did. I think I've, I may have shared this with you in the past. I did a, um, about eight years ago, I did a I can't fail plan. And the I can't fail plan said, if everything went in my favor, Right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll add this. I say, you know, life happens for us, not to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything that happens to us is actually sets, sets us up for success. So it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. So I, I built this plan of selling a thousand houses and what that would look like and how many people I would need and then how long I thought it would take me to get there. And at that time, I think I was selling probably 80 homes. No, yeah. <laughs> probably 120. But anyways, so I was selling probably around 100 houses, I guess, at that time. So I thought, okay, well, in five years, I'm gonna do a thousand transactions. That was that was my I can't fail plan, which means everybody I hired was the right hire. Every agent I brought on the team was an exceptional agent. Um, I didn't want to look at the the downfalls of it, only the upside. Um, and of course, as you know, that's not real life. <laughs> so I built this I can't fail plan. And It had me doing a thousand deals in five years. Well, that was whatever, eight years ago. Okay. So, I'm at 450 deals this year, and I'm like, okay, well, I kind of missed that mark, didn't I? But so what? But so, it still but, came out all right? No, but so what? But, here, so here, but here's the thing, though. Let's just say next year I get to 700, and the next year I get to 1,000. Yeah. Maybe it took me 10 years, yeah. five years longer, but yeah. because I built that plan, I could yeah. see that vision. Yeah. And what I did was I calculated that money, and I remember looking at that amount of money. At that time, I think my commission has changed quite a bit. But at that time, it was like three million dollars to my family, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, three million dollars, doing a thousand deals, man, that's just fantastic. And I got really excited about that, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so I look at it today, and I go, man, I'm I'm really pu- putting myself in the position where that thousand is very realistic in the next 24 months. I know. So I, I think I would say to anybody is read a lot don't limit your vision you know empower people around you like you can't do a thousand twelve hundred two thousand transactions without empowering other people it's yeah. all about leveraging through other people and helping them grow so and, comment on that because
0: there are people like nobody can do it as well as I can so I don't delegate and I don't let anybody do because I'm the only one that can do it how do you how do you let go and get that delegation going any thoughts on that because that's a challenge for like I, I, do. I mean, they do half their
1: assistants' work
0: because they can't let go.
1: Yeah, um, I knew that. I, I know that I have to let go because I can't accomplish my goals and my dreams and hold on to the smaller things um, in order to, you know, have a ten million dollar company, a commission company. You have to be able to delegate through other people, yeah. and so hire good people. You have to, people, right? you ha- you, ha- you got to hire really good people, right? Hire slow, fire fast, right? That's the mm-hmm. that's kind of the the thought. But um, I believe that that is their issue. That's the agent's issue is saying I can't let go. I interview agents for my team all the time. who will come in and I'll say, listen, I have closing coordinators and listing managers and marketing people. We do all that stuff for you. You just got to come in and be a salesperson. Well, I like being hands-on with my clients. Well, no, we have somebody that's actually going to be hands-on with the clients, <laughs> but it's not going to be you. <laughs> There's somebody that's professionally trained yeah. to be hands-on with the clients. So you even have that when they come
0: in, they, you know, they're even though they aren't already in a the process, they want to be that hands-on, and they have to let um, go of that.
1: Well, they they can't. So for 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 me personally. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I knew I couldn't build the kind of business that I wanted to have Ren mm-hmm. unless I was able to let go. Yeah. So you have to let you have to let it go. And hire good people. I believe that if you hire the right people and you have the right systems, they will do a better job than I will. Mm-hmm. My listing manager does a better job at listing and managing that than I do. My closing coordinators I uh, was just give me one of my closing coordinators a prop because she'd closed like 230 deals for us last year just on our team side and i said her name was rachel i said rachel you're a better closing coordinator than i could ever wish to be a closing better closing coordinator so how can i offer a better service yeah. to my client okay. if rachel does it 230 times i agree with you yeah. right and so same with the marketing person the person who puts the signs in i i mean i haven't put you know, thirty signs in yards. So she's a better sign person than I am. She's a she's a better you know. She builds flyers for. Us. She's better at at that than I'll be. So I think you have to. I think for all of these agents that want to grow a bigger system, uh-huh. you have to identify what your talent is, mm-hmm. and you specialize. There's another. Gary Keller has a great book called The One Thing. Right. Yeah. Or the one it talks about doing your one thing. You have to do the one thing that you're good at and that you can excel in and let everybody else do the one thing that they're good at. So you just hire good people and when you have a group of really good people, there's no way you as an individual can do it better than the whole group who specializes in that
0: area. These are great thoughts. Powerful stuff. I appreciate it. You going to put park on that? Yeah. We're in park. Yeah. Yeah, And there's no engine running. (laughs) Thanks for being here, the Roadmap Roadshow, Tesla Roadshow, here live from Hendersonville, Tennessee, with Mr. Bernie Gallarani. Glad you could be here.